Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Here we go. Mickey, yeah. when did you start hating the, the, the Ooh, Eagles? Oh, yeah. When did I hate the Eagles? Yeah, when did you start hating the Eagles? Well, at what point did you go, know. you know what? I'm not a big fan of them. The fake Neil. Probably at that point. Now, hate's a kind of a, a strong word. That's why we um, used it. Dislike or dislike, strongly dislike, maybe? yeah. Or okay. No, how about this? This would be it because you know you're working, right? Irritated. Okay. The right. fake Neil in '87. That's yeah. the one. All right. That right. kind of that kind of said, you know what? These guys over here kind of jerk sometimes. <laughs> I like it. Do they irritate you, or did they irritate you more than any other team in the league? Uh... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What about when they hoped that Michael Irvin was dead? Oh my God. Yeah. See, there's there's a lot, right? <laughs> uh, you know that that was '99. Uh, That's my moment, I think. <laughs> by the way, I mean there there was just general with Buddy Ryan there, right? Yeah. Um, but then you know, early in the '90s, the Cowboys kind of kind of owned them uh, for a long period of time there. Uh, so yeah, but there were there were always like little things like that. It's like, golly, this team. And I don't know that anybody else really irritated me, but but they 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 sort of did. And we've seen a couple of stories the last couple of days about you know what Cowboys players are doing with some of their off time and going to children's hospitals and everything like that. And then Demarcus Lawrence is their Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. I was curious. I know some of the things that players do for charity get publicized and others they don't want anybody like really knowing about. Have you ever had any experiences along with the Cowboys at charitable events? Like have you ever got to do a, like a tag along or anything like that? Um, you know, it's been a while, I think, since I've done that. I mean, I've done the Salvation Army when they, uh, you know, kind of distributed uh, Thanksgiving meals uh, ahead of Thanksgiving. I think I've been to that. I've been to the hospital once or twice when they do the children's visits for Christmas. Um, yeah, that's that's about it, I think. Or maybe they're just escaping me. Uh, but yeah, you know, and and they've been doing these Christmas visits forever, uh, and it's kind of been a staple of the Cowboys organization going even way back. So yeah, it's a pretty neat uh, deal. And when you talk to the guys, it, it it's almost benefits them as much, if not more, than the kids uh, because they get to feel like they've given something 
uh, to those kids that probably need a whole lot of help. Which I think is super, super cool. Now, have you checked your email in the last couple of minutes? Uh, I don't believe I have. Okay. I? I have news for you. Mike, right. Horton. Mike McCarthy is experiencing abdominal, abdominal pains. Snowman. Got it. This morning that warranted further evaluation. He has appendicitis. Oh, no. He's no. slated for surgery this afternoon. Expected to be released later today and still anticipates coaching on Sunday night. So we're not having a press conference today? He was just thinking that exact <laughs> same thing. I was just getting my stuff ready to come down to talk to you guys. I, I guess I, <sighs> I my email didn't pop up on oh. me before I left my desk. Dan Quinn will, will be over. at the podium today at 1130. Okay. And Brian Schottenheimer will be at the podium tomorrow. Mickey, do you think we can run the Dan Quinn uh, uh, podium without having our finger over the dump button? Uh, I would be on guard. <laughs> if Sounds I was like Alex, he's passionate, Kevin. Harder. He's a passionate man about what he's doing. That huh? stinks. And Do you it still just have your appendix? Up. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Go us. Maybe we never had one. Oh my gosh. Have or we got seen? really good ones. <laughs> which which doesn't mean anything, right? Because you don't need it. Yeah. What what is it there for in the first place? Yeah. Did we need it back in the day, like when we were killing buffalo or something okay. and just like eating it I, I raw? Think it, I don't I think know. It, like, I think it helped process things. Maybe I, I'm not sure, but yeah, we couldn't make a fire back. I then. mean, a just, lot of times when it. they when they do surgery on you and if they're going in for intestinal stuff, they just take the appendix out, kind of a preemptive strike, I guess. I've seen that it was, before. It was a place for the body to store certain types of uh, gut bacteria that could oh. be altered or changed during an intestinal illness uh, or with overuse of antibiotics. So that's the lesson there. That's why you take probiotics. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> and I guess. That was funny. And now in, with the biggest week of the season until the playoffs. Okay, this leads it, right into what I was going to ask you guys. That winning consecutive games in this league is hard who has the longest winning streak this season cowboys eagles kansas city what kansas city won six straight wow the next longest was five straight by six teams philadelphia twice because they won five lost two one one five is that that sounds right. I mean, no, that, no, it wasn't that way. No. Uh, I think that was maybe San Francisco. No, they won five, lost one, won five, lost one, which theoretically yeah. would mean they're about to start another five-game winning streak, so, which now that you brought that up, Mickey's kind of freaking me out a little so bit. So the longest now active, the, the longest active winning streak. Cowboys, Cowboys. Right? Your Cowboys, Colts, and San Francisco. Four straight. So my point is, it's really hard to win, you know, four, five, six games in a row in the NFL because there's so many, there's so many different factors, right? Um, weather, you never know what gets in the way. Injuries, you never know. Uh, poor officiating, it it can happen, right? You know that there's going to be some poor officiating somewhere. and and you know where you're playing on the road. There's just so many factors. How about your head coach having appendicitis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, 
And then there's only three teams now that have actively are on three-game winning streaks, Packers, Rams, and Dolphins. So it's, it's difficult uh, in this league to win the four straight the Cowboys have won, and now we're sitting there going, well, they got to win five. Well, if they win five, I'm sure everybody's sitting there going, well, now they got to win nine straight. And it's just very difficult in this league to win that many consecutive games because there, there's so many other factors that get in the way, and not just if you're good enough, right? Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, and, and we're sitting there going, well, the Cowboys got to win five straight to get to, Philadelphia, to tie Philadelphia, but then what do you do after that? You going to win all the rest of them? In my mind, yes, but I understand your point about how that not, might not be the most realistic thing in the world. And when you were talking about those factors, I know we were joking about the point of the appendix, but Mike McCarthy having surgery this afternoon, expected to be released wow. later today. We know how compact an NFL schedule is losing Mike McCarthy for what feels like the rest of the day. What does that mean, like, logistically? We talked about the press conference, but... Do you think that's a big issue for the Cowboys or communication is advanced enough that they'll figure it out? Yeah, I think you figured. I mean, you've got everything planned out, right? You know the game plan is probably already in. Um, the practice schedule is already set. Uh, so it's just a matter of, you know, him not being there during the practice. The practice today is kind of a lighter one. Uh, they've only got two padded practices left. You only get, I think, 13 a season, uh, and you can't save them all to the end. Uh, so they have two padded practices left. Will they use one t uh, on Thursday? Uh, then you only have one left for the rest of the season. So, uh, But all that's already in place, so now it's just kind of managing the practice, and the coordinators certainly uh, are capable of doing it now. From his standpoint, he's calling plays. Yep. Uh, so I'm sure he's got you know by Friday, you know, they, he can he'll be healthy enough to kind of make that sheet out. And as long as he's healthy enough uh, to stand on the sideline um, for three hours and you know and call plays, and yeah, he he should be okay. And I don't know how much that would affect the preparation getting ready for this game. But you know, it's the it's the old saying, it's always something, right? Yeah. That is, man. I wonder if he's going to be watching, like, any film in his, like, surgery bed, if he's going to be, like... Well, of gonna... course, not in his surgery bed, but, <laughs> you know, post. I mean, he'll be released, right? He could do it from home. When I think of Kevin, I just think of Kevin like he's in surgery and he's looking up stories for the day. That's the way I see, like, Kevin. And I just kind of was thinking maybe uh, McCarthy's the same way. Except that when they put you out, you're probably not looking anything up, right? He's dreaming okay, about Mickey, stories. That's what you think now. But <laughs> let me describe the future as I see it. Is you have targeted dreams. So they'll be able to do advertising in your dreams. Futurama already saw that was going to happen. Yeah, I did, yeah. But also, you are going to eventually be able to download things into your brain. So if you want to like start doing the Rosetta Stone and everything, like you'll be able to download it into your brain at night. So that's when you'll start learning. Same thing for surgery. That's a little too heavy for me. Fair enough. That's why it's the future. Right? That's, that's the future. That's a great point. Well, Mickey, get ready then for the... Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn press, press conference. conference. Yeah, right? It's going to be good. And then tomorrow, it will be Brian Schottenheimer. 
who right. will take over the press. Now, you guys remember the winning streak history. Yes, I remember. I got See, it. See, it feels like you're setting us up to lose, though. Like, you're <sighs> not, well, not, not lose, but I think there's talk about, well, the Cowboys got to win out. Right? Yeah. Well, they already won four. You're going to win, what, five more? Let's How try. many more they got left? Five? Yeah. They played 12? And then I need us to win. That's <laughs> nine. That's nine straight. Yeah, then you need three or two more, right, to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Then you need one more after that So yeah. to What's, win the Super Bowl. No, we only need three because we will get the bye oh, yeah, yeah, by yeah. winning all these games in a row, Mickey. So, see, I just saved you a game. Simple plan. And they will run into some officiating crew that calls 12, 15 penalties, right? Let's go see who's slated for the. Well, I'll do the research on yeah. that, Mickey, for the next few. That's easy to find out for <laughs> at least Sunday, anyway. I think that's when the quarterback goes to Cabo, right? If that all works oh, out. Oh, God. Okay. Mickey was good, okay. run, man. Yeah. We were doing really well. <laughs> good talk, Mickey. I'm glad we got to share some appendix Well, I guess news I better hurry you. up and get to the press conference. Yes, yes sir. You should. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Mickey Spagnola right here on 1053 The Fan. Now, again. I, That's I know, huge. I know we were joking about what the appendix does, but I imagine for Mike McCarthy, this is a pretty serious deal because if they wouldn't have caught it and you're like, appendix actually bursts, I know it can be hugely problematic for you. So Mike McCarthy, abdominal pain this morning, further evaluation, diagnosis of acute appendicitis. He's going to have surgery this afternoon, expected to be released later today and anticipates coaching on Sunday night. But when you hear Dan Quinn or you hear Brian Schottenheimer talking as opposed to Mike McCarthy, that is why. Uh, from I, I do want to, I am kind of curious, like, is it one of those where you're kind of like, man, this is a dull pain and then it gets worse and worse and worse? Or is it just immediate? I am dying right now. I got to go. That's a good question. I also am not positive which side my appendix is on because if you feel a pain on one side or the other. left side's gas. Okay, and then right Everything side. Everything else is, is right side. Okay. All the other bad things are the right side. Sometimes do you think we dismiss pain because it's not on the side of the more problematic area? And you're like, but it could still be bad. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, look at Mike's arm. Weren't we just saying yeah. that that's just uh, Your heart's assault? on the left side. But if you have pain in the right side of your chest, that doesn't mean you're like, I'm good to go. Yeah, I found out you can have pain in your gut and that's your heart. So What? Yeah, that's something my mom was dealing with. So that's wild. Your thoughts? Mm. I that that is stunning. I had a pain on my left me. side for like three days, Kevin, and I was like, I need, might need to see a doctor. It was just constipation. Okay, <laughs> man, you and Mike tell these crazy stories that I have. No, it's like M Night Shyamalan because I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. I was like, do I where what's going on end. here, man? All right, I wanted to throw this out there real quick in case anyone is interested. Is Jason Robertson his charity game? is this Saturday following the Stars game. And all proceeds benefit children's health. It's a cool event. It's going to be at the American Airlines Center, as you you know probably could have guessed. And it's going to be the teams are going to be coached by Jason Robertson, Wyatt Johnston, Thomas Harley, Joe Neuendijk's going to be there, Craig Ludwig are, is going to be there, and there's probably going to be more. A helmet's going to be passed around the arena to collect donations to benefit children's health. You can watch the game on DallasStars.com or on the app, but you can also still try to get in the building and look at other ways to support the cause. So really cool deal that Robo is running out there. 
We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, well, I guess we will hear from Dan Quinn, but also... Think he'll be on time? Man, that's a I great I think question. yes, and I think you. this will be the, the one you like the most this year. Forget pitching in the Yankees. Would you make this Rangers deal for Juan Soto? Let's talk about it next right here on The Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Man. Want to know, here's the pitch. And Soto hits it really well out to deep right center field. Carroll's going to race back to the warning track. He's going to look up, and this one is going to go. A two-run homer for Juan Soto. And the Padres off to a quick start here tonight. 2-0, two batters into the game. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan, where if you missed it, Mike McCarthy has appendicitis. He's going to have surgery this afternoon. Still anticipates coaching on Sunday night. Numerous people was a bad omen. have told us what numerous people have told us that they have had appendicitis from the 214 before my appendix almost exploded. It felt like I was held up and several people were kicking me in the nuts. Oh, gosh. In, in that area, huh? Yeah, that's weird. Because it probably you get that kind of feeling down in your gut, too, if that happens. Yeah, I mean, I've had kidney stones, which, Ooh. but I, it, it is in the side. It feels like it's definitely on the lower side of your body where you're having pains. So I'm not feeling it in my nuts. <laughs> okay. Corey, your thoughts on what he just said? Back to you, Kevin. All your right. appendix isn't near your nuts. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't know, dude. That's called deferred pain, right? Uh, yes. Is whenever it's it's specific one place, but it's deferred pain if yes. it's somewhere else. Exactly. Like when you're when you the muscle that is strained is on the other side, but it actually helps stabilize another muscle, and then that muscle hurts and all those things. So. All right. <laughs> well, also, I keep thinking I feel about like the if other question that he asked us off air right before we went back on. We need to talk. Be about Mike likes it. Possibly. Okay. Okay. Good. We need to talk about Juan Soto. I realize it is very likely that Juan Soto is going to end up with the Yankees. Maybe right. maybe as soon as today. But I saw this trade scenario. I wanted to know if you would do it. And then, Mike, you threw out another trade scenario that you're like, I would not do that. Is Bleacher Report threw this out there. 
The Rangers get Juan Soto for Owen White, Brock Porter, and Jack Leiter. Can I tell you what I said beforehand, before we get your answer on this? I said no to to Brock Porter. I said find something else to put in that, but I'm willing to move on from Owen White and Jack Leiter in this instance for that player. But it doesn't do two things. It doesn't resolve my pitching development, and it doesn't resolve the pitching that I don't have in the minor league system. So that's still a problem for me, and I still need to add, I think, another minor major league p- pitcher to go along with it. I guess I wouldn't do it either, but you are looking at right now, I think the Rangers are looking at Owen White and Jack Leiter in a different light. I don't think they're looking at them as future high-end starting pitchers. They view them as starting pitchers at all? I think they're still going to try to develop them in 2024 in the minor leagues as a starter, but I do think now they're starting to look at them more as maybe they are bullpen pieces for our future. Um, And I think before last year, going into 2023, they looked at them as saying, hey, I think these can be our number high-end two and three starters in a rotation, low-end four and five starters in a rotation. I think now they're looking at, hey, maybe they still could reach the peak of what we saw them at in 2022-ish. But I think they're looking at them now going, maybe they are just relievers in the major leagues when they fully develop. Brock Porter is still two years away, I would say, from really knowing what he could do at a major league level. If the Rangers had a need in the outfield, I would say yes. But I look at right now Garcia, Tavares, Carter, and Wyatt Lankford in the wings waiting, and I go, all right. I don't think they'd have any inclination to want to sign Juan Soto to probably the 10-year, $400 million contract he wants. Yeah. Like, I just don't see them going to that number. So you'd literally be trading those three guys for a one-year guy, and you don't have a major need in your outfield. And then you threw out the other thing that was really intriguing, and Corey might have a Soto update for us. If they just said Soto for Wyatt Langford, you're out. I would say no. Yeah, I there's too much there's too much excitement. I know what Juan Soto is and how young he is and everything, but for what this team is and the the value and Kevin, you know how you have Wyatt Langford for cheap forever. Sure. Now he could be a bust, but the, I don't think that's the case. Do you want that uh, yeah, update yeah, from John yeah. Morosi? John Morosi said the source. A source says the Padres' return in the Juan Soto trade is expected to include King. Thorpe, and at least two additional players uh, from the Yankees. Okay, so I heard early in the week that Volpe and Dominguez were major parts of this conversation, and you're saying Thorpe was the one they were saying absolutely no to. That's who they think could be a 15-game winner, a guy who pitches 150 innings and strikes out 200-plus guys. If if I have my names correct, they think that that is a – possible ace future starting pitcher in baseball and michael king last year 104 innings with a 275 era at 28 years old so like that's in 127 strikeouts his best season so far and kevin i do want to emphasize that at least two players was a a very important factor on that at least two players so it could be more so all right 
So Yankees getting closer and closer to getting the deal done. Yeah. For Juan Soto. It sounds like it's just formalities at this but, point. Like they've agreed we're going to do this. We just got to figure out what what y'all are getting. I mean, it it could really help out both guys' careers if healthy. Soto and Judge. Now Soto only has one year left, but if you're trading that, you are trading for a guy that you believe you can win the bidding for. That being said, I just I wonder this. Not that the Yankees have been super in on Shohei. If you're trading all of that for Soto, I don't know how in the Yankees would be on Shohei. Because if you're paying Aaron yeah. Judge approximately $40 million a year for the next 10 years, then you're going to sign Soto to a $40 million a year contract for approximately 10 years. And then Shohei wants $50 million for approximately 12 years. I don't think you can – I know how much money the Yankees make. I don't think you want to do that. We got Dan Quinn ready to go. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. Recovery, and uh, I know he'll be getting ready to rock. So, um, with all that said, I'll open up to questions regarding the game and uh, see if we want to get started. Dan, David Moore, Dallas Morning News. Uh, how did you find out, and, and I know you all have a plan in place when Mike Snyder will be here, but just how you found out and just kind of the – the sequencing of it. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, finding out um, or, uh, the second part of your question first, I think you always have to have a contingency plan, and, and Mike's great about that. He does. Um, I think we all learned a lot um, a few years back in COVID when, you know, coach is down, a player's down, and how does that go? And so he's done a fantastic job of mapping, you know, not just him or me or anybody else who could have been in that same spot uh, to say, hey, this is the next step and this is how we go. So we're, we're super organized and ready for that. On the first one, I saw him uh, earlier this morning. He just didn't look good, you know, and he said, man, I'm hurting. And so uh, he went down to see the doc, and that's when uh, it turned out to be more than, uh, you know, stomach bug. And, uh, and so thankfully, uh, get it worked on quickly and, and get him back and, and rocking here soon. And, and I, know you, I know you mentioned a couple of years ago in New Orleans when you took over, a little different component this time since he's the play caller. How does that impact what you do in, in practice? Do you think that tough Irishman is going to miss this game? That's a big hypothetical. We'll let all that come to the end. We're, we're certainly anticipating Mike being back for the game. We'll handle it and hold it down for uh, for practices. And uh, uh, knowing him, he'll be uh, online tonight wanting to you know, go through the red zone and third down and everything else. So, um, yeah, we certainly expect him to be uh, – to be rocking, you know, by game day again. Clarence Hill, Four Star Telegram. I'm assuming you guys had a team meeting this morning. Can you talk about the mood of the team when they found out and, and, and where they are mentally? Yeah, we didn't uh, get a chance to visit with them until at our walkthrough. So we visited with those guys and to say it's, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, glad they caught it early and uh, go get the procedure done and then let Mike rest recover. So, you know, they, were, they knew something was there when he wasn't at our team meeting this morning. And so that's when we uh, notified the guys. Uh, Dan Tarks with ESPN. What do you keep everything the same? Is the schedule the same of how you guys? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like what's good about um, you know Mike and, and the system here? It's all laid out, you know, to about how we'd go and what we would do from you know yesterday, today, all the way through you know through the game, the meetings, the schedule. So uh, pretty easy on that one. You just you know take it and run with it. And between myself and Brian and and Bones, uh, you know, we got it covered and we're ready to go do that. We expect you know great practice, just like it's been set up to do. So, we're uh, we're ready to go do that. Hey, Jane. Slater, NFL Network. When he said he wasn't looking good, what was his initial symptoms when he walked into the building? Stomach pain. Is that ah, I don't feel good. You know, so more just you know when something's wrong, you don't feel right, and so 
Um, he's an early riser, so when you see him there, we kind of pulled up at the same time, walked in together, and so he was going right over to, to see Jim, and uh, thankfully did right there. Tough as he is, usually just, yeah, I'll fight through it, and then next thing you know, you're like, oh, this is not good. So I'm glad he went, got squared away, and um, good news for him. He'll, he's a fast healer, so he's been through them before, so we certainly expect him back uh, quickly and um, you know, get, get his procedure done today. No, no, not a penny. You only have one of those. Yeah, the, uh, the um, <laughs> he is a very unique individual. Um, but more importantly, he's just he's tough. You know, he's battled with his back and uh, all the stuff. But like I said earlier, Mike's done a great job of contingency planning. You know, it could have been any one of us in that same spot today, and we would have reacted in the same space. Calvin Watkins, that's one news. You guys obviously have long hours and that kind of thing. Just, you just talk about the health of, of you guys as coaches. And, and how important it is for you guys. Yeah, it is super important. And, uh, you know, it's something that's just kind of part of our profession that you really have to try um, as best we can to manage it as, as often as we can. And the weeks like we had, the, the previous couple make it uh, tougher. But uh, by and large, we've got a good routine. We know how it works. And, uh, you know, it's not just for coaches, for players too, everybody. You know, this is it's not a, not a sprint. And uh, we know that. So staying really consistent in our processes help us as coaches and as players. Um, it's because it goes a long way. Babe. Uh, Babe Loffman, Cowboys Radio. Uh, Dan, talking about the game coming up. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Um, so five weeks, teams change a little bit without giving away, obviously, any schematic adjustments. Uh, what do you see different that they're doing today than what they did five weeks ago? Against yeah, that's a good question because you, you really have to dig in when you're playing um, you know, a division opponent as well. You know, they'll have some looks that are different from the first game. We'll have some looks different uh, from their game. And then we'll just have to see from a personnel standpoint, it sounds like their tight end may, you know, be back who had been injured over the last few games, which, you know, like on any team that would change, you know, some runs or passes and how that would factor in. So, um, but past that, um, you know, how do they play against us? You know, they're an equipped team. They've got good skill at a lot of spots. So you're really trying to find, you know, what things were we vulnerable to or what could we do differently? And you try to dig into those first. And then you also look into hey, what has changed since then, concept or a play that they've had good success with. Generally, those are ones that would get repeated. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. Uh, Mike's health aside, do you feel there's any added intensity with the guys in the meeting rooms so far this week going into this game? Or are they still treating this like another game? Um, I would say you'll get the answer of they're going to treat it like another game. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Players and coaches. That's what makes uh, division games fun. You know, there's uh, just uh, heated moments and uh, fun matchups. This is going to be a hell of a game. And we know we got tough matchups all across. And uh, we'll be absolutely ready to take it on. With how they run the, their offense and what they like to do, like maybe it's dependent on Hurts' health. But do they put Mike in a bind more than other teams with their RPO game and things like that? To, do they keep him off balance more than other teams? That's a good question. I, I don't know if it's more than others. Um, you know, I'd say maybe they're running play pass more than others, so that could be, you know, one of the factors. But that's our job to find the matchups and where to go and where to attack. But I wouldn't say more than another team. Maybe just their play style of how they play might be some things different. Um, they don't play in the traditional way on some of the third downs that other teams do. And so that's more unique to their system, not to Micah. I think, you know, they would play the same way if they were playing you know, San Francisco last week or Buffalo or, you know, any of the games they had leading up to that. Ed. Uh, Dan Edward or ESPN. 
as to the contingency plans with Mike, if he's not able to get back despite your expectations, uh, what's your confidence level in Brian Schottenheimer being able to call the plays? Given his experience in that regard, yeah, like I think Ed, that's you know hypothetical. I, I really don't anticipate that happening, so not much to hit on there. I, I see uh, this tough guy being making it back, and uh, that's something we can discuss you know later on in the week if if it doesn't go that way. But we're fully anticipating Mike being ready to roll. Clark, they did, four down did one of the best jobs against the Eagles' offense. That, you know we've seen in a couple of years. What did they What did they do that was successful that you guys can replicate? And, and, yeah. That's a good question. Somebody hit me up with that earlier. And uh, I think each game's a little bit different. You know, when you get ahead like they did, that, you know, certainly changed things because um, they weren't in their normal rhythm, you know, of where they get the runs and the play passes. When you get behind, you got to take some shots and throw it downfield to get going in that space. So I thought that, as much as anything, just, you know, the first quarter got it, just like the game totally switched, you know, as you went into, you know, into the second half. And so, um, that, I think, the score differential probably affected the game as much as anything. Is, is Jalen running as much? Do you see because of the need that he's, that he's not doing some of the things he did last year? As far you know, as it's interesting. The carries are still awfully high. Now, I, I know about 30 or 35 of them are on sneaks, right. but not all 112 right. um, or how many there are. And there's, you know, quarterback draws. That's, you know, certainly an effective one for them. Uh, there's some regular zone read plays. So he's always been an effective scrambler. And uh, extending plays, I think that defensively is one of the real topics that it's hard to simulate. And we're fortunate to have uh, hopefully a guy like Trey today simulate some of those plays where you, you get off schedule and you have to almost play two plays. Here's the first play that might be a, a drop back or a play pass. And then here's the second play you know, where the quarterback gets outside the pocket. Those are actually the hardest ones to simulate because you, know, you guys have been to practice. There's cards, run this route, do this one. Well, in another 20% of their plays, the quarterback's going to get outside the pocket to try to buy time and create. And that's when a lot of their explosive plays have come as well. So it's another added element and weapon of a mobile quarterback that you add not just the legs to run the ball, but legs to extend plays. And uh, he's certainly exceptional at that. But just the, the number of call runs you know, outside of the tush push, outside of the scramble, do you see the same amount as in the past? Or? It feels the same, but I don't know that off the top of my head because there's. I know I got another 20-some quarterback draw. They got another 20-some you know, off of a quarterback counter run check or a zone read. So there's quite a few. I, I don't know if it'd be the same amount or volume. That's, that's a good question. Uh, we have to defend them either way, whether they're higher or lower. You don't know, hey, this is the game. They have more of them. But I don't know. I just know if you're over 100, usually you're, uh, you're up there in numbers. Todd. Is the best or only way to defend the tush push to avoid third and one and fourth and one? I wouldn't say it's the only way, but it is 1,000% the best way. <laughs> and uh, there is very few uh, of those you know, in the third and five categories. So um, it's definitely something that uh, you have to look at and you have to be ready to defend. They're excellent at it, and uh, we'll have to have a good plan for that, and we do. Garrett. Garrett Podell, CBS Sports. Dan, you guys did a pretty great job on A.J. Brown and the Eagles receivers in the last matchup. But after the Seattle game, how much, if anything, do you lean on sort of the changes you made after halftime coverage-wise in the Seattle game? Or how much does your coverage plan change after seeing what happened? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and not a lot. Um, obviously, we made some changes. We matched. We did other things. But we're still pretty aggressive. That's who we are. And that's how we get it on. And we've done that a lot and have a lot of confidence in doing that. Now, as it relates to this week, um, one of the things that Philadelphia does well amongst many is third down. 
And uh, I think going into our game last, not last year, excuse me, the first time, they were hitting at about 50% on third down, which is a really high number. And ironically, that's the number they hit. And so to me, that's where some of the secret sauce in this game is going to live because some of their third downs can turn into fourth downs where they go. And so that's why I was referring to earlier they don't play in a traditional sense all the time on third downs. And so that adds another element to it. But I think um, that's one of the games within the game to say, you know, on our third and fourth downs, that's a really big deal. And uh, we've got to go make those stops in that space. Bree. Bree and Marantis, SI, D-Law as your Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. How would you describe him? I think we're just so proud of him, number one, um, because what an impact you can have, um, not just on his own family, but on a community here, back in South Carolina, in Idaho, and all the spaces in between that he gets to touch. Um, it's one of the coolest moments for our league and certainly uh, to be one of the nominees. Um, there can't be many higher honors because it's representing who you are, not only as a ball player, but as a man. There you go. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn filling in for Mike McCarthy today. Tomorrow, offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer will fill in for McCarthy at these press conferences as he has appendicitis and is getting surgery today. Coming up next, well, since we had Dan Quinn, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Maybe we throw out another amazing stat about the Cowboys' defense. Let's do it next right here. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. A fan. Two receivers to both sides for Smith. Blitz comes, throw right side, Deron Bland with another interception. No way for the NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Number eight on the campaign. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. And we'll start with that Cowboys defense. This is wild to me. Now, we've talked about how good the offense has been this year. And because of that, we very scarcely talk about the defense. Yeah. You know what? That is an excellent point. Is the defense has the 31st most plays that they've been involved in. So essentially, the second to fewest defensive plays. So they're getting off the field pretty, like, in a timely manner True. most of the time. Or you would, I, that is definitely right. Getting, either getting scored on, like the DK Metcalf pass, or just <laughs> not allowing a lot of long drives. This feels it's a good like, play. That is, it feels like a moment where Mike would go, all right, I like what you're saying here. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't, don't let that happen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would agree. Or the offense is holding the ball a long time. But even though they've had the second fewest total plays defensively, they have the fifth most takeaways. That is an astonishing gap right there. So to me. even in whatever time window you have to be on the field against them offensively, you're it's it turns out the percentages are bad for you. Yes. Like that's the that's easily, positive thing, man. Easily the Cowboys defense has the highest turnovers force percentage defensively in the league by far. And and yet I still think the 
there are fans out there that are like, it's not good enough still. Like, no matter what numbers you pull together and like, it's good. Yeah. This is really good across across the rest of the league. You're not getting this type of stuff. Is that their own fault for those first few games when I was like, oh, my God. It's the Cowboys' fault. I mean, it's it's just the brand itself. You the, the expectation is very high. And, Mike, I know for the last 30 years, they have not met that expectation. But I do go back to financially they have <laughs> absolutely that that uh that sheet looks great every year but at the uh, when you were watching the danny white thing he was like roger uh, all these guys danny white i did all these good things still not good enough I mean, no matter what True. because you everything is expected differently for the dallas cowboys danny had like conflicting feelings though while he was quarterbacking because he's like third and six he wants like, to punt. Yeah, I feel like punting right now. <laughs> I knew that's where we were going. And so he didn't want a quarterback the rest of the drive. He wanted to punt it. I've been getting hit too much. Now, <laughs> as we gear up for the Eagles game, some of you might have heard this by now. Let's go to cut number eight. David Carr has a radical opinion for what the Eagles really need to do going forward. The only way that they get there, to M. Rob's point, is Jalen is 100% and he is that dynamic weapon in the run game because that creates your offense on the outside and your one-on-ones. Clearly, Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. Some would say he's not even good at it. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly. And you have to really say, is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get really? fully healthy? Ooh. Because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. Because if the 49ers come into Philly again, they do not care. They do not care. Let's if stop raining, it right there. Now, Mike, you clearly had not heard this already because your reaction was awesome. At what point? Let's just say you're right about – let's just go with, all right, you're right about their starting quarterback. He stinks at reading defenses. At what point since Mariota left Oregon did he ever look like he knew what the hell he was doing? He's been horrible pretty much his whole career. Like I'm not saying he's not a good backup. If you have Marcus Mariota as your backup quarterback, fine. But for the most part, there's always going to be 30 – quarterbacks or more better than Marcus Mariota. He's not reading defense. If he's reading defenses, he'd be getting paid 30 plus million dollars to be a starting quarterback somewhere. I saw him make one of the most exceptional decisions ever on the quarterback show when he was told that he wasn't going to be the starter and he was like, I'm out of here because I'm going to hang out with my brand new baby. That was the best decision I've ever seen. Just go hang out with your new baby instead of hanging around that place. You're right. I think what's crazy is trying to tell Jalen Hurts while he's trying to make this really good run here and trying to make all this stuff happen, Kevin potentially being an MVP, uh, like, hey, we're going to sit you for the next few weeks just so you can get healthy. Hey, look, we could lose first place in the division, home field advantage, all those. It's fine. We'll be all right because, we're, you know, even if San Francisco does come here, it's not going to matter. You can't say all those things to a player. I do think he went too extreme on his point. Right. But – we understand that Philly has had to do some things to build a team around Jalen Hurts, right? It's not sure. like building around sure. a typical top five pick quarterback. Let's just take Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, whoever. For example, they are your more prototypical quarterbacks that you look at them and you say, we're drafting them based off of arm strength, arm talent, reading the defense. A lot of Jalen Hurts was you were taking him in the second round going, 
I think he can be good enough at those. His athleticism and strength and everything is tremendous. But that's why Philadelphia took him, and that's why he went to the second round is teams knew we're probably not going to get the dude wing the ball around the field 45 times for 450 yards and five touchdowns. That's I think Philly has done a great job at knowing some of his deficiencies and working around them. I know we got a short one here, Kevin, but oh. I know he there the reason is because he's having to be in the pocket because of injury. Sure. And so teams are like, oh, we don't have to worry about these things. Do does him being healthy change that? And can he be completely healthy taking the next few games off and letting Mariota do it? I don't think he can be back to that and then back to the level he was. I'd like to see him give it a shot, though. <laughs> Go ahead. Give it a yeah, shot. Try if it out, buddy. If to give him a week off, would you rather do it when you host the Giants or when you play the Panthers? I can't remember where that game's at. Uh, you know The Giants at this point. I, I realize the Panthers are terrible. Feel like the Giants. That is a good question, though. Uh, Debo Samuel, NFC Offensive Player of the Year. Mike, you won't be surprised. Jake, they're Browning. not giving that award out yet. Of the week. Of the did I say of the year? Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> and that would be a shock. <laughs> yeah, stunning news from the NFL today. Debo Samuel, Offensive Player of yeah. the Week. Thank you. you. And Jake knocker. Browning, Offensive Player of the Week for Play the like AFC. Play like Jake Browning. I remember going to a Maverick game when Andre Miller went off for like 40 points. Play like Andre Miller. I've seen you play 7,000 games. You're not that good. And also the B- the Bills GM said that Von Miller is at the facility and is on track to play this week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.